Welcome into the Arrowhead Pride post-game show. He's up to the near side at the 45, pushes by the wall. 40, 30, 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown, Kansas City, Byron Pringle. And the weekday home for Andy Reid, Mitch Holtis, Derek Johnson, and Patrick Mahomes. Fires it to Edelman and drops it. Intercepted off of Edelman and picked by the Honey Badger. Pick six, Tyron Matthew pick. Brought to you by Andy's Frozen Custard. Pumpkin pie and apple pie treats are back at Andy's. Fall for them today on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Guns are long for the end zone. Wide open touchdown. Kansas City. It's a home run to Tyreek Hill. Here's Jay Binkley. Oh, and welcome a 41-14 beatdown. Kansas City Chiefs over the Raiders. Andy Reid going to 32-6 and six against AFC West since 2015. And let's face it, seven games left, four games in this division. It does matter. It was asked last week. It's like, hey, man, five of the next eight against this division. Now it's four of the next seven. Andy Reid owns this division. And guess what? All those memes and all those pictures you saw of the Chiefs in last place and Chargers and Raiders and Broncos fans having fun saying, look, it's Kansas City Chiefs in last place. The national media, guys like Ryan Clark, the big clown that he is, bad football player, bad broadcaster, said Mahomes was broken. <laughs> 406 yards and five touchdowns? Doesn't seem broken to me. As a matter of fact, Petra Mahomes with the 400 yards and five touchdowns, it's not done very often. Here's the career games with 400 yards passing and five touchdowns. NFL history. The one that's broken, Patrick Mahomes, right? He's done it three times. Joe Montana three times, Peyton Manning three times, Dan Marino three times. It's pretty good company for a guy that's broken, right, Cream Dog? I think people uh, buried Patrick Mahomes a little bit too early. And I, I expect a lot of people, as far as the phone calls tonight, you know, if we get any, I mean, who knows? Because a lot of people just like to call and complain. It's like you've been to a restaurant and you had bad service. You want to complain about that. You want to whine. You want to cry. Just everything we've heard about the Chiefs. Oh, you got to fire Andy Reid. Oh, you got to fire Spags. Oh, Mahomes doesn't have it anymore. Eh? Chiefs are 6-4. and four. Only one team in the conference has a better record than Tennessee Titans. Oh, Brett Veach can't draft. Oh, wait a minute. Creed Humphrey is right now the best center in the National Football League. What round was he drafted in? Oh, that's right, the second round. Nick Bolton leads all rookies in tackles. What round was he drafted in? Oh, yeah, the second round. People like to talk about that luxurious need turning into a great pick for the Chiefs as well, but you don't hear that because you like to hear the negativity. It's what a lot of people want to say, and I'm kind of curious what the national temperature is going to be regarding the Kansas City Chiefs. As Patrick Mahomes said after the game, maybe the team has their swag back. I mean, I'll go back to that Packers game. Third and 10. Patrick Mahomes scrambles, does Patrick Mahomes things, hits Tyree Kill for a 13-yard game. It was great. If you're the rest of the AFC, because the AFC is a jumbled-up mess. We've talked about what a mess this division is. And the Messiah, Justin Herbert, and the Chargers, where are they at? I haven't heard anything from them. Brian Greasy a few weeks ago on Monday Night Football said this division runs through Justin Herbert. Come on, clown. Come on, buddy. You got to beat the Chiefs. 
Because right now the Chiefs are back in first place. Now, whether they keep it or not, who knows? The AFC has been a big mess. But this team is too good. There's too much swagger involved with this football team. They're too professionals to be down too long. This defense has been ridiculous. 12.6 yards per game or points per game in the last three. They've been good. They held the Raiders to 82 yards of offense in the first quarter. Get this. The Packers and the Raiders, a combined three for 21 on third down. That's 14%. Three for 21, and the Raiders one for nine today. But three for 21, the Packers and the Raiders on third down. Not going to win many games when you play that poorly. But I think this serves as a warning shot to the AFC. Hey, maybe it buried the Chiefs too early. The Raiders were saying it this week. Gus Bradley, defensive coordinator, said, hey, I don't care what the Chiefs record is. We know what this team could do. We know what happens when they kind of unlock themselves and feel good, get that swagger back. This defense has it. And, you know, you think back to, to week nine when this defense, you know, really started putting things together. It's week nine in 2019. Mexico City against the uh, Chargers. 326 yards in the first half, 112 the second half. Light switch came on for them. Did the same thing week nine this season. It's been fun to watch. What would the Chiefs be like if the offense played like, well, the defense has lately? Well, you see what happens if 41 to 14 win. And keep in mind, seven of those points were at the hands of Mike Hughes. Fumbling. You know, Patrick Mahomes did miss a wide open to Marcus Robinson. Harrison Butker missed a field goal. So I can't sit here and say that all three phases of the game are great, like a lot are, because special teams Okay, not great tonight. The, the fake punt was beautiful. Tommy Townsend connecting, you know, for 16 yards with Marcus Kemp on a fourth and seven. That was a beautiful throw. But they missed the field goal. They fumbled on the special teams. So not, not an A effort for the special teams because you have to look at everything involved. But when the offense works, when the defense is feeling it, when the Chiefs create more turnovers than they, than they gave up, two to one, that's this team. And if you're in the AFC and you're looking at this, Chiefs are now the fourth seed. <laughs> it's a team that kept climbing. They were 11th. Then all of a sudden they're eighth. Now they're fourth. What are you going to say? I mean, at the water cooler, have you been talking about how this game has passed Andy Reid, who, by the way, passed Curly Lambeau, tied him last week, passed him this week, fifth all-time for coaches' wins? I'm curious to hear from you. By the way, Patrick Mahomes is now 11-0 on the road in division games in his career. Only Joe Montana, who won 20 straight, and Peyton Manning 12 straight, had longer road division win streaks since the 1970 merger. That's from uh, ESPN Stats and Info. Oh, by the way, NFL research. Since Mahomes was drafted in 2017, the rest of the NFL quarterbacks have combined for four such games. That's the 400 yards passing, five touchdowns. That's it. It's rare air. How do you feel about this win tonight? If the Chiefs calmed your nerves, because keep in mind, it, it, much different, but the team was 6-4 and four the year they won the Super Bowl. They're 6-4 and four right now. Do you feel the same about the team? Or do you like, okay, now this is the Chiefs we're used to watching because that was fun tonight. That was an ass-kicking. This is what this fan base needed. This is what this team needed. They needed to put the, put the foot down on the throat, and they did that of the Raiders tonight. I get it. The Raiders have a lot going on, a lot of distractions, but the Chiefs did what they have to do. But now, it's time to hear from you. Let's go no huddle. 40, 35, 30, Cheetah at full speed, 10 to the 5-yard line. You play impress the Cheetah. 
taking your calls now at 913-576-7610. 913-576-7610, the Silverstein Ice Center's hotline. Let's go to the phones right now. Let's go to the Lone Jack and talk to Neil. What's up, Neil? Good morning, Jay. Good morning. Best game in a long time, man. All is right with the world. First place. Offense, defense, special teams all played well tonight. One faux pas on special teams with the fumble by Hughes, but otherwise, great. Tommy Townsend with a beautiful play. Go Gators. Man, almost a perfect game. Almost a perfect game. Um, beautiful. Tyreek, Travis, Patrick, and Daryl on the offense. Incredible game. The D-line, the entire D-line in particular, Garen Reed finally showing up and playing well. Ingram played great. That play early in the game, stopping the run for a loss, was beautiful. Jones tipping passes, knocking them down. Naughty, I thought, was really good tonight. Naughty was held early on their first touchdown. If they don't, if they call that hold, they might maybe probably only get three points there. And who knows? Maybe we hold them to three the entire game. Yeah, the leading tackler tonight to Marty Watts. By the way, on that Jaron Reed sack, guess what? It was Melvin Ingram. Drawing double coverage. And again, I've said this. Melvin Ingram's going to make everybody better. He draws double coverage on Jaron Reed's sack. Jaron Reed, man, the man gets past his man, gets the sack. Made a nice pressure as well, forcing a Derek Carr duck of a throw. But yeah, that's what that's what Ingram does. A great addition for the Kansas City Chiefs. Go to Dan and KCK. What's up, Dan? Good morning, being told domination by the Chiefs. And how about Kelsey owning the Raiders 119 yards? Daryl Williams with a ridiculous touchdown, 101 yards. And how about Phil? How about Noah Gray with a touchdown and uh, Byron Brinkle with a touchdown? Now, how about the defense? How about Dirty Dan making an interception? And then uh, Deshaun Jackson getting stripped by Fenton. And then uh, then uh, Tyron Matthew picking it up and then going for 20 to the 28. And uh, Rich Brownberger said afterward that uh, Deshaun Jackson might not even. I've been with the in Philadelphia playing for the Eagles the way he was twisted around. It was total domination. Let's take care of the Cowboys. Take care of yourself, Bink. Wow, take care of yourself too, Dan. Let's go to Lance in Overland Park. What's up, Lance? Bink, man, I am absolutely freaking cooking, man. That was an awesome game. I just I just remember telling my girlfriend that uh, I remember seeing in the headlines the struggling Chiefs dropped to 500. The Raiders take the division lead. And I was like, the only people that are going to be struggling after tonight's game is whoever wrote the column. Because guess what? The Chiefs are back, baby. And they're on, they're on fire, man. I want to hear it from you. Oh, yeah. Daryl Williams, man. Daryl the Barrel. Nine catches, 101 yards. That was outstanding. Let's hear from you, Chiefs fans. How pumped are you for this game? I, I know you're pissed. I, I well, the, the text line's upset because I was coming at people a little bit. Well, that's because... I read the text line every game. I take the calls. Last week, I took the call that Mahomes is overrated. He shouldn't do too many commercials, which he does in the offseason. I've, I've taken Andy Reid, fire Andy Reid calls. This is the stuff I've taken. That's why I'm saying this. If you feel good about the Chiefs, I want to hear it. Let's go to Sandra in Phoenix. What's up, Sandra? Hey, it's Sandra. Hi, Sandra, hey. You. Yes, your old friend. Um, so, I get better in the NFL on the back of the Raiders. What's it's like Chiefs fans dream everywhere. That was just beautiful. And when the Sean Jackson coughed it up, I think I laughed for five minutes. I just could not get over it. And thank you, Tommy, for that uh, you know, fake and that perfect throw. 
think he almost made me pregnant. Tommy Townsend? And just, yes. And let's just say it, Noah Gray has replaced Blake Bell as, uh, you know, Noah Gray's girlfriend. <laughs> and I wanted to include this because I missed it a few weeks ago. I don't have a jersey, but if I did have one, it would be Tim Grunhard's, 61. I was thrilled, but not surprised that he's in the Ring of Honor. Go, Grunny. Wow, we won! Thanks, Jake. Well, there you go, Sonny. Yeah, the Chiefs won. It feels good. It's a good win to talk about. I mean, this is tonight was fun. This game was absolutely fun. You know, you didn't have to sweat it out towards the end. You know, no victory laps for the Raiders. This was just an all-out fun game for the Kansas City Chiefs, and it was fun to see. It's fun to see them get out there. It's fun to see Patrick Mahomes kind of quiet the haters a little bit. Seriously. I mean, listen to ESPN this week. He's broken. What's wrong with the Chiefs? So you guys have seen the takes. You've seen them from NFL Network, from ESPN. You've seen the articles. People downplaying the Chiefs and Patrick. Even here locally, people have. Honestly. You don't want to hear it, but that's the truth. People get have gotten down on this team in more ways than one. Then all of a sudden they wake up and the Chiefs are the best record in the AFC West. Yeah, because this team has the moxie. This team has the experience. They've gone to back-to-back Super Bowls because why? Because they're pros. Mahomes is, <laughs> every year he started, he's gone at least to the AFC title game. Two Super Bowls. An MVP, a Super Bowl MVP mixed in with that. It's going to be fine. And the play calling was perfect. The Tommy Townsend fake punt. That that's because of what the Raiders were showing. They were they were back there on special teams, and the Chiefs thought they'd have it. They have fourth and seven. Ballsy call. I absolutely loved it. Between Dave Tobe, you know, you do the research. That's just coaching right there with that fourth and seven throw by Tommy Townsend. Let's go to Wesley and Shawnee Mission. What's up, Wesley? Yeah, I'll tell you, this was an exciting game on so many different levels. Uh, the fact that we're in the big stadium, the Death Star, um, a home game for them with all their fans, Sunday night football, Al and Mike. I mean, it is, this is just uh, a complete win on so many different levels. And you could just see the excitement on the sidelines, whether they were offense or defense, special teams. Um, everyone was fired up, and I think this might – propel them to the next game, which is a really big game against Dallas. What do you think? You know what, Dallas, it, you know, it looked daunting, this whole three-game stretch between the Packers and all of a sudden Rodgers didn't play. Chiefs get the hard-earned W in, the, in that game. And then tonight with the Raiders, you know, getting a big victory tonight. Dallas, who knows about Dallas? Two weeks ago, they looked like crap against the Broncos. They found their way against the Falcons a week too late if you're in Survivor Leagues. But they did. Big game against the Dallas Cowboys. It's going to be fun. Then the Chiefs have the bye week. Then the Denver Broncos coming to Kansas City. The Chiefs have uh, home games again right after the bye. Again, for the next seven games against the division, this division that Andy Reid has absolutely owned since he's been in uh, in Kansas City. But it felt good. You know, Green Bay left a lot to be desired. 13-7 win. The defense still looked good. You know what, Aaron Rodgers, Jordan Love. And, you know, cover zero blitzes they were doing. They were doing what they had to do to make Jordan Love pee his pants, and that's exactly what he did. Huge puddle from Jordan Love in that game. Derek Carr looked like crap tonight. The Chiefs just found a way to get to him. They found a way to rattle him. Again, 82 yards of offense for the Raiders in the first half. The Chiefs ended up with their best offensive outing. 516 yards 
from the Chiefs, 299 for the Raiders. But what really stands out, Raiders, one of nine on third down, one of two on fourth down. The Chiefs, by the way, were three for three on fourth down tonight. I love that moxie to do that, just like Noah Gray getting a fourth down touchdown. You know, the fake punt. Beautiful things. But again, three for 21, the Chiefs defense has held the opponent on third down the last two weeks. Yes, that will play. What's up, Big T? Hey, Bing, thanks for taking my call, man. Hey, uh, uh, that was a thorough beatdown tonight. You know, our, our, our coach, everybody say, oh, you know, Andy Reid can't coach. Uh, Patrick Mahomes uh, is broken. Our offense can't score. Our defense can't do this. So I'll just shut the hell up. Look what we did tonight, Bing. Hey, I called in to Dot, Charger Dot. He was proclaiming them to win the AFC West. And LAC Rob, I said, oh, hell no. We're going to win the West. Uh, I, I said, I called them over there, but in class, you can check the call. I, I said that Minnesota would be uh, uh, the Chargers, uh, and Philly would take care of Denver, and we would dispatch the, the L.A. Raiders down the toilet. And, and how about that offensive line? The Andrew Wyatt going to get his, his ex-teammate. What a, what a great, great, great matchup that was by him. The offensive line was brilliant tonight. Kept the Raiders without a sack the first time all season. That, I mean, that's what we heard all week, man, how great this defensive line was. I don't know about everybody else out there, but man, the, the, the AFC West, we own the AFC West, man. They should, they're looking at our backsides now. Andy Reid's telling everybody, hey, go fetch your shine boxes. And he put a clown suit. He put a clown suit on that coach. And and, and we got the cowgirls coming in here. They, they should be worried. The AFC should be worried. As a matter of fact, we're back. We're back. Don't tell anybody we're back because the Chiefs are coming for you, and as always, let's go Chiefs. Let's get that victory next week to get the Cowgirls. There you go. Thank you, Big T, for that. And by the way, uh, according to Next Gen Stats, uh, speaking of the uh, Raiders, the pass rush, they uh, pressured Mahomes on just 11 of his 50 dropbacks, 22%, snapping the Raiders' eight-game streak with 30%-plus pressure rate. Yeah, the Chiefs' offensive line looked pretty good, right? Well, yeah, Brett Beach can't draft. He can't make moves for the offensive line. That's at least what I've been told. Let's go to Rob. What's up, Rob? Hey, I think you hit the uh, nail right on the head when you uh, talked about how better the defense has looked since England arrived. I think he might be the uh, mid-season acquisition of the league by the when all is said and done. Also, I think uh, we're going to give um, Golden Tav some credit for the uh, for the with Tommy Townsend. He came in with the interview this week and they brought it up with him. I think he might, might have went back to the facility and said to Andy, hey, I haven't done a uh, fake uh, punt for a while. Let's, let's put that into the playbook and uh, worked well. So we'll give them some credit. But while we give them credit, we've got to make sure that uh, CDOT changes his prediction too and uh, mentions what Jaron Reed was able to do tonight with his first sack for the Chiefs because that was uh, very much well overdue. You know what, Jaron Reed did look good tonight, but I will say this too, as far as Jaron Reed is concerned, you know, that sack he got, that, that was great. That's what you brought in Jaron Reed to do. And he got that pressure that caused a, a bad throw by Derek Carr. But again, if you go back and watch that, it's Melvin Ingram. You know, was in a stand-up position blitzing. Two Raiders offensive linemen are on him. Single coverage there, single blocking there for Jaron Reed. Again, that stuff helps. You know, bringing in Melvin Ingram helps the Chiefs. You know, I was a big fan of Melvin Ingram coming back in July, but he chose the Steelers, chose to go that route. 
didn't choose to go to the Kansas City Chiefs, but better late than never. And yeah, Melvin Ingram, it's not about, you know, getting five sacks or seven sacks just to finish out the season. It's making those one or two plays, one or two plays that can result in a Chiefs victory. Getting one or two wins. Can he be the cause of an errant throw? Can he be the cause of a sack? Keep in mind, against the Raiders, you know, Melvin Ingram didn't have a huge night in, in the stat book, but, you know, pressure-wise and stuff like that, you definitely knew he was there. But he has the most quarterback hits, the most sacks, the most forced fumbles against the Raiders. He's been very good against playing this team. So, it's just the way it is. Some of the, some of the texters don't like the way that I was calling out people. But, Kramer, you've seen it. How down have these Chiefs fans been? It's totally been the sky's falling. It's been the sky's falling since, what, week three, week two? It's been like that ever since uh, they got the first loss this year. Yeah, people won't admit. They're like, hey, was Andy Reid lost it? They won't admit it. Patrick Mahomes, not the same player. But then again, he throws for over 400 yards and five touchdowns. I, you know what was there? Guy was in a bit of a slump. Quarterbacks have slumps. <laughs> Look at Tom Brady's numbers today. Loses the Washington football team. Couple of picks. It happens. This is also just a weird year in NFL in general. Uh, like teams are it's a weird doing year good. Year. Teams aren't doing great. It's just it's just a, a week by week basis. Something can change every single week. Hey, of course you got everything to change. The AFC is up for grabs. And to be honest with you, it's kind of nice that the AFC's like this because the Chiefs had their deficiencies this year. No question about that. But they haven't been buried either. You know, they're able to still hang in there. This division well on their sights. I mean, that's the key to getting into the postseason for this team after losing some of those tiebreakers in the AFC. It's this division. I mean, I don't know what the Broncos, the Broncos lost today in spectacular fashion to the Eagles, a, t- a team the Chiefs beat. The uh, Chargers go down to the Vikings today. Everybody's waiting for them to make a run. I keep saying, man, their run defense is bad. You think the Chiefs run defense was bad at the beginning of the year? Chargers run defense is worse. They're last in the NFL. But no one wants to talk about that. They want to talk about the Messiah, Justin Herbert, being the next big thing in the NFL. (laughs) A lot of times we have these takes. And I cautioned people a couple weeks ago when the Chiefs were kind of going through it that every time you turn on an NFL network, it's going to be a hot take. Every time you flip on ESPN, a hot take about Patrick Mahomes. What's wrong with the Chiefs? Well, the Chiefs are in first place now. It's kind of ridding their buzz. They're kind of going to have to talk eat crow. Go back on what they were saying. Well, I think the Chiefs are fixed now. Did you really think there was a huge problem? Or does the problem still exist? The turnover thing does bother me. The Mike Hughes fumble, then they put him right back out there. Because that's that's the stuff you can't do. And especially in this game, and the Raiders came right down the, the field and scored there. It's like, that's a score off a turnover. Like, those are the things the Chiefs, discipline-wise, have to fix. Because that was 20 giveaways this year. They do win the turnover battle. And again, this offense came came alive. It's their best offensive performance against a good football team. I know the Raiders lost last week to the Giants, but that Raiders team is still a good team. Defensively, that was a top 10 defense. Against the pass, where Patrick Mahomes threw for 406 yards of five touchdowns. Against the pass, the Raiders defense was fifth in the NFL giving up an average of 206 yards passing a game. Mahomes does that, plus adds a couple hundred to it as well. The run defense is where the Raiders were deficient. Scoring defense, 15th in the NFL. 
Third down percentage, they're very good, 38.3%. 11th in the NFL. 21st on fourth down. Yards allowed, that was a top 10 defense. The Chiefs did that too. And I know they've had their issues, a lot of issues, because 2020, both first-round picks, 12 and 19, aren't on the team anymore. And Henry Ruggs and Damon Arnett, who they released last week, and Arnett really not a, a fixture for the Raiders going forward whatsoever. But, yes, the Cowboys next week. It's another big game for the Kansas City Chiefs at home. I did feel, and I don't know how you felt, Kramer, but I felt it, that Packers game, and I don't, I don't know if I would make too big of a deal of it, but we talked about it last week when he connected on that third and 10 to Tyreek Hill for 13 yards because that was vintage Mahomes. That's a confidence-boosting type of play that Petra Mahomes made against Green Bay to kind of ice the game away. It was things you want to see. It's things you want to expect from Patrick Mahomes. And maybe that was what jump-started him the final seconds of trying to get to the win that game of last week against the Packers to help him get that full pursuit this week, well, this a few hours ago against the Raiders. Maybe that's what he needed. Maybe that's the that's that jump start when your car's down and it's cold outside. Pat's been ice cold out on the field. He got jump-started against the Packers at, towards the end of that game, and boom, here we go. Yeah, the text line's talking about, you know, Mahomes and with the uh, the numbers. Yeah, that's right. Mentioned that earlier. By the way, he's 11-0 in road division games in his career. Only Joe Montana and Peyton Manning had more, and Peyton was just one more since the merger. And then the uh, SN stats with the career games with 400 passing yards and five touchdowns, NFL history, short list. Mahomes three, Montana three, Manning three, Marino three. Mahomes will be all alone in this category soon enough to have 400 uh, yards passing and five touchdowns. Unbelievable. Fifth time in his career with five touchdown passes. Two more than second place since 2020. Yeah, he's had his down moments, but it's how do you how do you come back from those down moments? What do you do as an encore? When everybody's saying and everybody's getting on you, which they were, and a lot of times there was a reason for it, you know, Pocket presence, not feeling comfortable. I, I haven't really felt like he's been comfortable with the tackles, except for the last couple of games. I mean, because Orlando Brown had over a 90 grade on Pro Football Focus the week before. You know, Andrew Wiley stepping in there for an injured Lucas Niang and injured Mike Rimmers, who's down in the IR. And so Wiley had to step in and do it. But that interior between Joe Tooney and Creed Humphrey and Trey Smith, that's just nasty. The Chiefs finally got some guys on that offensive line that like to punish you. Creed Humphrey with a nice little pancake tonight, putting a Raider on his butt. Trey Smith does it each and every game. Even if the helmet flies off, whatever Trey Smith is burying somebody, that's the kind of nastiness that I thought Coletio Simile brought for just a short amount of time with the Chiefs last year. But Trey Smith plays with that reckless abandon. He plays with that tough attitude that I think this offensive line needed. Yes, it was, a, it was an overhaul of the offensive line. That was... Key to the Kansas City Chiefs to get that. And obviously, you know, the wide receiver mix. You know, they, they went after Juju Smith-Schuster. They were trying to find that X receiver. They're dancing with what they got. Brighton in Josh Gordon. Again, hold out hope for that one. You know, we'll see what he can bring to this team. But, you know, he is here doing the right thing. So maybe that Odell Beckham didn't work out with the Kansas City Chiefs, even though there was some interest from the Chiefs there. He ends up with the Rams. But they're going to dance with what they got. And I, I just felt like just taking the short intermediate passes, you know, working Darrell Williams out of the backfield, 
Like for the longest time, you screamed, we need a running back to make a ton of catches. Well, you got to tonight with Darrell Williams. Nine catches, 101 yards, and a great 38-yard TD reception from Patrick Mahomes. That was an unbelievable. I thought he was past the line. They're getting real close to that line. Mahomes knows exactly where that line is, and he delivered a perfect strike to Darrell Williams. We still got Pete Sweeney, the editor-in-chief, arrowheadpride.com, joining us. And coming up next, though, Josh Klingland, chief sideline reporter. We'll talk to him next and play the game. You're listening to the Arrowhead Pride postgame show, brought to you by Andy's Frozen Custard. Pumpkin pie and apple pie treats are back at Andy's. Fall for them today. Tune in Mondays at 2.15 for our weekly conversation with Patrick Mahomes on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. It's the play of the game. At the 40, 45, Hardman in midfield, 45, 40, two blocks, 30, 25, jet fuel, 15, 10, 5, gets your boarding pass. The jet is taken into the end zone. Corner pattern, near side, Kelsey reaches up and makes the grab. Touchdown, Kansas City. Brought to you by Mazarese Jewelry for four generations, bringing the world's most distinct jewelry to Kansas City. Chiefs leading 24 to 14. Again, Carr, this time stepping up into the pocket. He wants to throw long, and the near side it is caught at the 20. It's caught right now. The ball's out. The ball's pumped out. Picked up by Kansas City. Deshaun Jackson had the catch. Now the Chiefs pick it up by Tyron Matthew. Deshaun Jackson, in his 14-year, three-time Pro Bowl career, one of the best deep receivers in the league. But that time had a catch inside the Chiefs' 20, and the Chiefs poke it out. And it looked like Rashad Fenton pokes it out for the Chiefs. It is picked up by Tyron Matthew. Huge play for the Chiefs to get that because the score is 24 to 14 at that point. Raiders would have had the ball inside the 20. Did they make it 20? Did they? Uh, did they make it? Uh, you know, 24 to 21 could have been that close. It was one of those games where you know that play did matter. Deshaun Jackson, you know, gets that ball inside the 20. Who knows? But that's the play of the game. Brought to you by Mazarese Jewelry for four generations, bringing the world's most distinct jewelry to Kansas City. Now it's time to go to Las Vegas, talk to Chief Sideliner Porter. You hear him on the the Wolf with Dana Hughes and and Mitch Holtus, and of course on Fesco in the morning, as well as you'll hear tomorrow morning. But right now he's in the uh, he's in Sin City, Las Vegas, baby. What's up, Kling? Oh man, that was that was awesome. That felt good. That felt like we all kind of go. <sighs> That's that's the performance we've been waiting for all season long, wasn't it? No, it was. It, it felt good. It was like it's like a needed game, like where the Chiefs just have it comfortable. You're not sweating at the end of the game, or every little play matters. Just to go out and stomp somebody like they did the Raiders, Kling. And I, I don't know what kind of message it sends to the AFC or the networks that the Chiefs are back, but they are. They're back in first place. Well, and then how today broke in the rest of the division. It just feels oh. like that. Now you can just drive a truck through that hole, right? Like you, you didn't bear, you didn't separate yourselves from the Chiefs, and now they're going to be a freight train blowing through this division. Because man, that was a performance tonight. That was a statement game tonight. You saw Mahomes get his swagger back. Boy, it's a simple game, isn't it? When your quarterback just plays great, um, he looked super poised tonight. Um, was obviously finding guys in the middle of the field. They were running the football enough to to uh, get that. Uh, that defense to respect the run game. It worked into some play action. You got uh, Travis Kelsey back involved again tonight. 
Um, that was that was a masterpiece on offense. And then the defense just continues to get better. I think you know people were wanting to know if this was a, a two-week blip because they were playing, quote-unquote, lesser offenses. But this is a really good Raiders offense, and they, they held things in check tonight and really made it uh, difficult uh, on them all night long. I think the play up front continues to be impressive, and, boy, that unlocks the defense, doesn't it, when you can start you know, getting, getting heat on a quarterback. They got Carr then to throw some really bad balls in the second half, and, and uh, they – I mean, you pulled all you pulled all the starters late in the fourth quarter. Who'd have thought? I mean, Armani Watts kind of gets a tackle a lead. Armani Watts, a leading tackler. Did you have that one down? Yeah, exa- exactly. And you're able to kind of bench everybody late in the game. I mean, uh, we haven't had this for quite some time. This one, this one was cathartic for a lot of people. You know, ten drives apiece between the Raiders and the Chiefs. Chiefs with 516 yards on those ten drives. The Raiders 299 yards. On the 10 drives, but the thing that stands out to me cling the most, one of nine for the Raiders on third down. And that that's now nine, or excuse me, the last 21 third downs this defense has faced, both with the Packers and the Raiders, they've only converted on three of those. That's three of 21. That's what stands out to me the most. Yeah, getting people off the field, right, was the big challenge for quite some time for this defense. They look really confident. They're they're talking confident. They look like they're communicating very well. There was one little blip tonight where they gave up, uh, you know, a, a touchdown drive um, early in the was it early in the second half? Right? They gave up the yeah early in the second yeah, half. Came right they down, kind yeah. of marched it down the field on on five plays. And I really saw the the guys on the sidelines really kind of coming together. They made the adjustment. They got all the coaches together. Got all those tablets out. And then they just kind of shut it down from there on out. I thought the I thought the defense was was tremendous tonight, and they continue to stack these performances on one on top of another, and that momentum kind of gets uh, gets snowballing. And and Tyron Matthew after the game saying basically that you know he thought it was going to take a little bit of time. This defense came together, and he thinks they're going to be playing good football when it counts, and it's getting closer and closer to, to <laughs> when it counts. It's not done by any means, and I think Andy Reid said some good things after the game in that regard that hey enjoy the win tonight that's nice it's nice to be in first but doesn't guarantee anything but boy you just feel like that was a that was a momentum a, a, a kind of jumping off momentum point for the uh, for the Chiefs Kling uh, not only were you on the radio on 1065 the Wolf the Chiefs sideline reporter but you also made your uh, national TV debut tonight um, um, it was right before Butker missed though I'm, I'm yeah if I'm yeah. led to believe so yeah I, I did not say anything to the kicker at that point in time um but uh but yeah my my phone everybody made sure they shared the photo with me i'm like hey i'm just i'm just doing my job there's a lot of people i don't know i'm kind of questioning did they not believe i was on the sidelines all these times it took the television to prove that i was i have been there for two years two visual years proof i'm not you, sure i'm sitting here with kramer's like there's clink man there's clink <laughs> like we put it out right there there's clink all right well what about that sideline you were right there on that sideline at that point well, what have you noticed? Maybe the body language, whatever. What, what is this defense getting those three and outs or, or or forcing punts? And what's kind of that? Because we saw coaching matter tonight with Tommy Townsend's, you know, throw on fourth down where he lines it up and throws it to Marcus Kemp. It looked great, and you know that's a coaching move, knowing that the Raiders, you know, back up and the Chiefs thought that would be a play that they could go. But just to call that. But uh, what yeah. are you seeing from that sideline and the uh, emotion from them? Well, that and the perfect time to call it as well, right? They get a, they stop a, a deep pass down the field, and they probably feel like that they're, ooh, they're off the field. 
um, they're they're getting a punt, and what a gutsy time to then call that fake punt and just executed terrifically. But um, you know, when it's going great, the sideline's great. When it's bad, it can be you know it can can go haywire. We've seen that a few times this year. But um, I saw a different swagger of the offense. I saw the quarterback have a different look in his eye tonight. Um, he had a little more bounce in his step than he has in recent games, even after you know the wins recently it didn't didn't look like he was like fully confident and even he mentioned he said though that the whole offense got their swag back tonight and I think they did they looked a lot more confident Kelsey obviously getting in the mix in a productive way is is huge and then um you know defensively they had they kind of a blow up early in the game I don't know how much the tv cameras showed but but Chris Jones was furious after the first series and and they were really kind of jawing at one another along the defensive line and Hmm. Andy Reid had to had to step in and they were kind of cooler heads finally prevailed and I thought okay that could be one of those moments that kind of kind of derails things but they kind of rallied uh after that point defensively as well so um you know it you can have great body language and you're winning you could be down when it's not but I think I think I've seen the defense really take a confident step moving forward and then the offense certainly felt like that they hadn't been able to kick into gear until tonight and that's a little more of the offense we expect to see out of the uh out of the Chiefs I'd still love to see them run it a little bit more but I thought the that the run set up the pass awfully effectively uh tonight so you'll take that kind of compliment as well Raiders were pretty stout up front in trying to stop the run couldn't get to the outside much but I thought that uh, what the the Chiefs were showing in the run game set up some stuff for later on we talked about it last week, Kling, a little bit there, that uh, third and ten were at the end of the game to ice the game away. Mahomes does Mahomes things. He hits Tyreek Hill for a first down. And we looked at that play and said, will this be a play we remember later? Did did you feel at all that maybe, okay, the offense you know, got a little bit of that confidence back by being able to nail the game away? Yeah, I mean, I think you saw him stay in the pocket tonight. Okay, you saw him stay in the pocket last week, and they didn't have any success doing it. Tonight he stayed in the pocket, but it was very. Conf- I thought he was just very confident of where he was going with the football. Really, kind of going through his reads in, in in a in a fast manner. I thought that that was uh, really impressive out of him tonight. Still made plays with his feet. I thought one of his bigger plays, incidentally, was a third down throwaway in the second half, where he rolled out to his right. Crosby was coming, and we've seen him earlier in the year try to maybe. Uh, squeeze one in and in the back corner of the end zone that's not there and it ends up in an interception he just chucks it off in the stands and they go and kick a field goal and I thought wow that was a that was like a huge moment for, for him like one of his better plays was a throwaway tonight but I thought that that was like the much more mature decision than trying to make a play that wasn't there he just lived for another down they took the points kicked the field goal and went about their went about their way so I think he took a huge step obviously got the big numbers tonight but I thought some of those things he had been working on as well that maybe hadn't gone well in previous games worked better tonight namely uh, staying in the pocket Kling uh looked like a lot of Chiefs fans made their way today mm-hmm yeah, a lot, a lot. Um, it's an expensive ticket. It's a pretty big investment, and so it probably scares away a lot of the uh, the home crowd as well. But, yeah, there were a ton of Chiefs fans. They've been all over uh, Las Vegas the last few days. They were all over the stadium tonight. That place was awesome, by the way. It's my first trip in there. Of course, the Chiefs played there last year. We didn't travel, yeah. and the place was empty. Um, that stadium is really, really cool. So um, if you want to 
you know, Annie up a lot of money and go check it out at some point in time. It is a pretty neat venue. I, uh, to start the game, I, I thought it felt like there was 100,000 people there. I mean, it's, it's not what it holds. It's much, much less than that. But it is it is quite a show. Um, I think every stadium should have a house band like the uh, like the, the Raiders did tonight. They had a they had a full uh, a full band with uh, with a horn section and a string section. Is it like, like the TD Pack band? Three, that? three singers. Yeah, there was the, uh, the, TD there was the halftime DJ. I mean, they they put on quite a quite a Vegas show. But the stadium's really really impressive. Would this be the number one uh, place for Chiefs fans if they saved their money and said, "I right, need to make one road trip"? Although you kind of like Nashville a lot too, Kling. Where would uh, where would Las Vegas be on your hierarchy of places you must go? Well, this uh, this one you got to save some coin to do it because it it costs you you know down down in the lower bowl is probably about five hundred dollar ticket and you mm. can probably get like two fifty or something upstairs. I mean it's it's not and then everything else is expensive here too. So it's not the uh, the cheapest one, but if you want to come and see the venue one time, it's pretty cool. And then uh, I don't know. I think uh, I'm anticipating. You know, I haven't been to the to the L.A. facility yet either. Interested to see what that that's like. And then you know. If if any Chiefs fans gone to Denver and got a win, that's a pretty fun place to go too. When if you can guarantee a victory, but yeah, this one's really cool. Just to save your money because it's not cheap. It's the highest ticket, not just for tonight, but all season long in the uh, the NFL. Aside from what the uh, the Brady's return to New England, which cracked I think the top like five or six. This is an expensive ticket all year round, but um, it's it's a pretty nice stadium. You know, and they bring that day the turf in there for UNLV. Which they had it yesterday. Said so they bring that grass in. I am curious, so clean because this stadium costs one point nine billion to build. So far out in L.A. that you that you're getting ready to go to here when you, they play the Chargers, five billion dollars. And I get it. It's crazy building something in Las Vegas is different than Los Angeles, but still, that's a major major difference in cash. So I'm curious to hear what you think of SoFi. Yeah, and you know some of the people that have been to both um, think that this one is is kind of nicer. Um, it is pretty cool, though. That, yeah, that they roll the grass out, kind of like they do in Arizona, and they grow it outside, and then uh, roll it in. Was checking out kind of some some of the behind the scenes mechanisms for that. It's yeah. a really wild process. And then, yeah, as you mentioned, uh, they don't wreck the grass for the college team, and UNLV just plays it on on turf. And obviously, they have to turn that around in short order, kind of in a Saturday Sunday uh, type of deal. But uh, yeah, it's a it's a really really impressive facility. Any luck on the uh, table games or slots, or have you not had time to do that? <laughs> I, I've stayed away from that. Okay. I am adverse to losing, so uh, I, 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 I I don't trust myself. So I uh, I tend to not do that. But maybe maybe on the way out, maybe I'll, I'll pull a slot machine at the airport because you can do that at the airport here. It's kind yeah. Of, do they have crazy. any of those at the stadium? By the way, because I they are at the airport. They're in the Waffle House. Hell, they're everywhere. Do they yeah, have that at Legion? I was not in the concourse okay. area, so I'm not sure. I didn't see any, but I guess it wouldn't surprise me. It's They're everywhere, so <laughs> it's got to be something. But, I mean, the casinos are involved, obviously, with sponsorships and what have you and um, all over that all over that stadium. So, um, yeah, there might have been some of the concourse. I didn't I didn't get up there. That's a better question for some of the fans <laughs> that might have been in, in that area. I was down low and up top, and I wasn't in the middle part. Oh, of the you're stadium. right on TV, Kling. You're right there, man. <laughs> You get your FaceTime. Anyway, Kling, have a, have a uh, safe trip back. Enjoy yourself out in Las Vegas, and we'll hear you tomorrow morning with Fesco. Yeah, I'll be uh, live from Vegas tomorrow morning, nice. beginning at 6. It's uh, no, it's only, what, uh, 4, 4. 4 a.m. Yeah. here. Good yeah. night. Yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, 1045 now, so you're okay. Okay, you put it that way. Yeah, yeah. go to bed, Kling.
All right. Good night. See you, Kling. There's Josh Kling there right there, sideline reporter of the Kansas City Chiefs. Hearing with Fesco in the morning. Yeah, that'll be pretty early, Kramer, because it'll be going on at 4 a.m. But it is 1045 out there now, so. I wonder if it's going to be busy when he's trying to get to the uh, the area where he's actually going to help do the show. I don't know. I hope he pulls a one-armed bandit or something, has time for a table game for you. Or he actually does the show at a casino where he's just doing slots the entire time. I don't know what they're going to do. You, you'd have to think like an MGM or Caesars or something for the high rollers. You get them Raiders tickets. You know, they used to walk around and give you free drinks in the buffet or whatever. I mean, you'd or think. the Golden Knights tickets, maybe. The Raiders game. Are the, the real high rollers? Like a nice suite for the real high rollers. But it's an expensive ticket. It was the most expensive place in the NFL to go watch a game this weekend. Oh, I did. Yeah, I bet. Rivalry. So <laughs> it is a rivalry. Yeah, Chiefs. I don't know about that, but yeah, no, it's it's almost there. Chiefs won eight out of the last ten. They have now only lost uh, three times in the last seventeen games against the Raiders. Andy Reid continues the domination over the AFC. And by the way, Patrick Mahomes keeps doing his thing too. NFL Network. Tweeting out Patrick Mahomes' most 300-yard passing games in first five seasons in NFL history. Broken? Eh, I don't think he is. That was the uh, common sentiment going around so much so that even <laughs> even uh, Ryan Clark last week on Get Up on ESPN, this was actually said last week. What have we done with Patrick Mahomes? Where is he and what has happened to him? He's broken. Patrick Mahomes is broken. And he's broken because he's the same as he's always been, but that's no longer good enough. It's time for Patrick Mahomes to pivot. It's time for Patrick Mahomes to play football in a different way. But sometimes when you've been so successful doing one thing, it's hard to do another. And they're asking the entire Kansas City Chiefs offense to do this. They're saying become a running football team. Yeah. Be committed to that. They're saying take the check downs. Be committed to that. They're saying, you know what? You will not have the big play against us, so we're going to make you earn every blade of, blade of grass, and we believe you'll make a mistake. And that's what's been happening. This is a boring offense oh. that refuses to be boring to win football. <laughs> it was Ryan Clark, former NFL player, last week on Get Up on ESPN. Again, it's went pretty stale pretty quick as he throws for over 400 yards and five touchdowns. And he's done that three times in his career, matching Peyton Manning, Joe Montana, and Dan Marino. And again, he's going to blow past all these guys uh, with what he's done. 11-0 now in conference road games. Think about that. 11-0 in conference road games is Patrick Mahomes. Broken? I don't think so. It's time to head inside that locker room now. Brought to you by uh, Santa Fe Auto Sound, Kansas City's home for car audio since 1967. Here's the head coach and all alone in fifth place all time wins leader as far as the NFL is concerned. Here's Andy Reid. As far as the injuries go, um, Traverius Ward had a, a bit of a stomach uh, illness. Willie Gay likewise had a little bit of illness before the game. Um, and really everybody else finished you know I mean they played uh, hats off to the fans uh, what a great job they did um, I'm saying the chief fans and uh, they were here in numbers <clears throat> a lot of red uh, we felt that and appreciated it uh, listen defensively I thought we really came out with a great game plan and the guys executed uh, very well uh, luxurious I mean his tackling was a was all part of that uh, 
John Reed um, was around the quarterback all night. I mean, you know, everybody, I, everybody had a piece of this. So I just I thought the defense really, really played well. And offensively, we were, um, we likewise were able to uh, do some good things and a lot of numbers. You know, a lot of numbers for Pat. A lot of numbers. Um, you know, for Tyreek and Kels and and then Darrell Williams. I mean, had over 100 yards. Uh, receiving, which I thought was great. Third downs were great. Both sides of the ball, the third downs on the offensive side were, were good too. Um, and then special teams. Uh, special teams, I thought, did a solid job the whole night. And then you add in the fake punt, um, which was great. I mean, he, that that helps keep people off balance just a bit. Um, Dave, Dave had a nice plan for him. EB Pickle presents nice Road there. Wisdom from the Motor. You grab life with both hands. And you grab your bike with both hands. Both hands. Yeah, it was, Therefore, it was a bike is life. And he does it every day in practice. And, and you've got Camp out there who's a good receiver. So. Um, yeah, there was a risk involved, but the, we thought the benefit was was even greater. I mean, so. Andy, you, you thought you were pretty close to some breakthroughs, but how, how different and reassuring does it feel to see it all kind of come together in a game like this? Yeah, well, I mean, there's such a rivalry between the Raiders and, and the Chiefs, so it's it's a you know it's obviously a good one to get for the guys. Uh, Rich on the other side of it is battling his tail off, and so are his players. So, um, working working through all of this, and um, but it, it, listen, it's a it's a good one to get against a talented football team, and um, we've got so much room to improve still, and uh, but we have a little bit of season left to do that. So we're going to keep chopping away at this thing and making ourselves the best we can be um, as it goes on. Cole, what to say about the about your team? Obviously, you had a slow and a rough start over the last couple of months to now be in first place in the AFC West. Yeah, so that's good for today, and then you got to get back on it and and get going. Um, I mean, I appreciate you saying, it, but I, it, it, you're just as in this league. You're just as good as your next next game, and and uh, we're seeing this every every Sunday and Thursdays and. And Monday nights, uh, the parity in this league is ridiculous. And so you have to stay on your game and you have to continue to work to get better and eliminate some of the mistakes that we had tonight. I mean, you got to keep that going and um, enjoy it because they're hard to get. But um, just know where you're at and what this league's all about right now. What about Patrick tonight and the rhythm that he was in, especially considering the past month? What did you see tonight? Well, Gus Bradley does a heck of a job defensively, and they've got talent on that side of the ball. And they've gotten gotten Pat a couple different times. And so I thought he just was so disciplined and how he handled everything. Um, uh, with the football and and then in the run game, making the making that work too. Um, so uh, you know, and the offensive line that, that's a good defensive front. They they did a nice job of protecting them. Andy, speaking of the offensive line, uh, Andrew Wally is the third right tackle. Uh, obviously, he knows Max from where they played together in college. But what did he do well, and, and how much 
was he part of how you guys were able to function just yeah. that he could, he could handle that? They got after each other. I mean, that was kind of fun to watch that. So, um, and, and the effort was intense there uh, on both on both guys. Um, Crosby, he's a good, good football player. Um, but yeah, it was good to see. I mean, to have that, uh, to have him here um, means a lot, especially when he had been a starter, to stay strong mentally, to be able to step in and do that. I, you know, my hat's off to him on that. Um, two, two questions. One real quick. Uh, Tyron didn't finish the game either. Was that not an injury related? I took everybody out. Um, Tyron, I don't know, he might have an ankle or a little something, but I took them all out at that time, so okay. I don't think it's anything serious. And then the second thing is, it seemed like the Raiders played a lot more of the single safety stuff, maybe some cover three than what you see from other teams playing those those deep shells. Um, I assume you guys still work on that, even though you really haven't seen much of it for the, for the yeah, past. Yeah, he blended it a little bit, so uh, between uh, cover four and um, single safety middle zone. and. Listen, that's kind of where the whole thing started. So they, they, you know, they've done a good job against us the last few years, and so um, just playing zone. But he makes it in. He makes a little bit of quarters. He makes some heavy three, and then <clears throat> man, man to man with different doubles taking place. So he had a he had a nice game plan on that. Uh, Andy, I hope I ask this in a way that makes sense, but um, people are talking like the Chiefs back, you know, that kind of thing. I'm just wondering from your point of view, is it more about sort of not 19, not 20, but sort of chasing the, the identity of this particular team? Yeah, I think that's a great question. Um, that you have to develop your own personality. Every team's different every year. And so, yeah, you, you can't worry about the expectations and all that stuff. you got to get down to the nitty-gritty and build it. And so our guys have kind of done that, and um, they're getting to know each other better. Uh, and we've got to we got to keep plugging away. You know, so it's a good one to get though. Uh, but I, I think you're probably spot on on that. Yeah. Adam. And the uh, Pat was in the first sort of prolonged swap or whatever you want to call it. Where what, what told you? What did you see from him that told you he was gonna? Sooner or later, come out on the other side. Yeah, so listen, Adam, I mean, um, Frazier does a million different studies for us, right? And Pat's not lasted longer than any quarterback in the history of the game without a slump, right? And so it's going to happen. There's going to be a little something that, that it doesn't go your way. And it's important that you power through it, stay confident, and, you know, keep, keep firing. And so, um, that's how he's wired, and, and you knew he was going to get get through the ups and downs, um, just by, by the way he handles himself, and that's what we all. I mean, we, we're all watching it, right? So, uh, just backtrack for a second. When you think about kind of how the game flowed, the ebb and flow, the rhythm, how important was it for for him, even from a confidence standpoint, for all yeah. that he's accomplished, to to get off to a, a, a quick start and. Yeah, no, that helps. I mean, he did last week too. So Jared, he he came out and we, we moved it right along. And then he had another one of those series just before half. And then he had it at the end of the game, um, you know, where he made a couple of nice plays. So, um, but for I think for any quarterback, I, I think it's important that uh, you can kind of start and, and develop some rhythm uh, in the game. And I, I think he, you know, he did that today. 
So I, it's important, yes. Former Chiefs linebacker Derek Johnson joins Fesco in the morning. Mondays at 7.30, 610 Sports Radio, KCSP Kansas City, WDAFHD2 Liberty, and Odyssey Station. And welcome back to the Arrowhead Pride postgame show. Jay Binkley here, Kramer Sansone producing the operation, taking you all the way up till 2 o'clock in the morning. We'll talk to Pete Sweeney, editor-in-chief, arrowheadpride.com, in just a little bit, plus you as well. Jay Southland, tow service text line, always open, 913-576-7610. And so the Silverstein Ice Center hotline, 913-576-7610. We'll still hear from Patrick Mahomes, Tyree Kill, and the Honey Badger, Tyron Matthew, as we go forward. But Andy Reid there, just to kind of paraphrase it, you know, like this game, what's it really matter? Because it matters because they're back in first place, but you're only as good as your last win. Because the next week, things happen and, you know, people make judgments on you. I mean, the, the Bills had to deal with this all week after losing to the Dolphins. The Cowboys had to deal with that after getting pounded by the Denver Broncos. But how do you respond? Look at Dallas. They went out and responded today against Atlanta. We'll see if this carries over with the Kansas City Chiefs. They Again, say it again. Three of 21 on third down between the Packers and the Raiders. That, that, that's how you win football games. But joining us right now, Pete Swinney, Editor-in-Chief, ArrowheadPride.com. What's up, Pete? Good uh, good morning. Yeah, good morning, Jake. Good evening, good morning, whatever whatever way you want to look at it. We needed this one, Pete. Um, I don't know if you like sweating out the end of games. Maybe you get into that kind of thing. Um, certainly, I feel that uh, when the Chiefs go out and put one of these wins, uh, you enjoy these type of wins. Yeah, uh, I'll tell you. I do this rapid reaction, as you know, for Arrowhead Pride. I, at the buzzer, I like to have some kind of written statement up about my feelings on the game. And for the first three or four, I had to basically erase everything that I had written and rewrite them, and the ending would always change. And so uh, as a pure football journalist, uh, it's much easier when the game is at hand at the beginning of the fourth quarter. And that is what we saw finally on Sunday Night Football. There was no question about halfway through, if not a little bit sooner than that, in the fourth, that the Chiefs are going to win this game handedly. And you needed to see that type of game. It's just something we have not seen in a long time, and I think it gives you a ton of confidence ahead of what will be a real, real tough game against the Dallas Cowboys. Did you write anything down the first half, Pete? Because I know I did. I mean, when you look at the Hughes fumble that turned into points by the Raiders, and you think, all right, if the Raiders get back into this game, here's a couple reasons why. Um Mahomes missed uh, Demarcus Robinson deep. Harrison Butker missed that field goal. So there were things in this game where I thought, okay, they left points off the board. I don't know if you got to that point when you're looking at this game, then all of it didn't matter when the Chiefs started burying the Raiders. But I felt there were some key plays here and there. Of course, Rashad Fenton forcing that fumble on Deshaun Jackson where the Raiders could have made the score 24-21 to as the Raiders would have had the ball inside the 20. Yeah, I think as good as the offense looked tonight, the the game was was an interesting one in the sense that at that point of the Rashad Fenton forced fumble, the Raiders were right there. I mean, they were going blow for blow with the Chiefs. It really had the feel of a shootout type of deal where maybe it was going to be something of a who had the ball last. And then the Jackson play was just very odd, and kudos to Fenton, who's been really good this year for the Chiefs, is really kind of breaking out in his own way quietly. He knocked that ball out, and then I think the quicksand really started for the Las Vegas Raiders, and 
I think at a point, and 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 I, I wouldn't say this in previous years where it was just like an on-the-field implosion by the Raiders, you really feel for the franchise and what it's going through right now with all this off-the-field garbage. And they're a team that seems right now that's susceptible to a, a vibe that if anything that can go wrong will go wrong. And that was, that was something that I, I think they were about to go blow for blow with the Chiefs, and it seemed that way. And then Fenton made that big play, and then the Chiefs kind of never looked back. So on a night where the offense was really, really good, I still think the key play of the game was a defensive play. And to me, it was that Fenton play for sure. Yeah, this defense has been impressive. Pete, we go back to the last three games, 12.6 points per game. I felt like the defensive line was getting after the point. Jaron Reed gets the sack, and you know, as I pointed out, you know, it was Melvin Ingram that drew the double team on that given Jaron Reed, you know, single blocking to get back to the quarterback. But it's the little things like that that I think you sprinkle some Melvin Ingram in and it kind of lifts the team up. Yeah, no, and 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 it's 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 infectious and you can kind of you can build off it and man, it, it just seemed for so long the Chiefs were in a funk. And I, I really didn't think the wins over the New York Giants or Green Bay Packers really solidified that they were getting their swagger back in any sense of the word. I mean, they, they were clawing and scratching to beat those teams, and you really needed to see a performance like this where you, you can look at it and say, that's the team we need to be. And what's really cool about it is every phase played a role in this thing, from the offense clicking on all cylinders and being able to do it for four quarters to the defense coming up with big plays gaining pressure on Derek Carr to, you know, Harrison Butker rebounding and only missing the one field goal. And then uh, you have the special teams play from Tommy Towns and the Marcus Kemp, which was a real bold play. Still, the game was, was in hand there, and then you're able to get the touchdown off that and really build into your lead. The Chiefs not only, I, I think, showed some good play in all three phases, but they showed a confidence that they they believe in themselves and not really afraid to to put the foot on the gas and kind of step on your throat. And I think that's what we saw in Vegas. The other thing, too, Pete, I don't know how much is going to be talked about. I felt that uh, by far and away the best game coaching for the Chiefs because I've seen these coaches in defensive mode at times. Basically, okay, this is what the team's doing. How are you going to react to that? I felt like the Chiefs, you know, they, they, they brought the dance to the party. They were the ones that dictated how this game was going to go from Spags dialing up what he did, Edie Reed's play calling that I thought was really good today. And not only that, but just the, the confidence on, on, you know, fourth and seven to have Tommy Townsend, you know, throw a pass. Dave Tobe there saying, okay, I've seen something on tape with the Raiders. And earlier in this game, they're backing up really quickly. I think we can get this throw to Marcus Kemp. And they know Tommy Townsend could throw the football. It's the little things like that where you say, okay, the coaching in this game, by far better than what we've seen. Yeah, they were bold, and you know you, you even saw it when you got the belldozer that's in motion and it just lines up a quarterback. Mister, steal your girlfriend, Pete. Does a tight end sneak, and you're going for it on fourth down at at the line, and you're able to get Tyree Kill. I mean, how often have we seen Tyree Kill break loose? Uh, but the, the play design was really good to distract the Raiders and to draw their attention and, and sort of have a play action look that, that brought the linebackers in. And they were able to hit Tyree Kill. Just a, a beautiful game plan and, and one in which the Chiefs, it, it really felt like they finally were taking what the defense was giving them. And what that led to late in the game was 
being able to take shots down the field and, and refreshing to see that they're able to hit Byron Pringle downfield for a long touchdown. Uh, just a, a, a team offensively that we have not seen in a very long time. And, and I think the NFL as a whole, I know there is a little bit of a love-to-hate factor right now because of all the success, but the NFL is better when these Chiefs are playing offensively like they played on Sunday night, and I, I just thought it was great to see. And Darrell Williams, too, you mentioned you talked about the running game, and they only had 94 yards rushing. Again, this is where the Raiders were deficient. They were 28th in the NFL at stop of the run. They're very good against the pass, fifth against the pass in Mahomes' short end of the night. But Darrell Williams had one of those games that I think a lot of people are waiting for Clyde to have, and that's being a receiver out of the backfield. That 38-yard touchdown reception he had uh, for Patrick Mahomes, a beautiful play from Darrell Williams. But the mere fact that he had nine catches for 101 yards and a touchdown yeah, he had 43 yards on the ground, 3.9 per, but Darrell Williams, stand up. That's, you know, the, the, the running backs involved in the passing game is what I think we've all wanted to see for the longest time. Yeah, and it's funny that it came with Darrell Williams and not Clyde Edwards-Elair because that's the reason that he drafted Edwards-Elair was to be this dual-threat type of guy. It's creating an interesting scenario here where Darrell Williams has the best game by far of his career and looks like a formidable option while you're probably going to get Clyde Edwards-Elair back healthy this week. So let's see what the Chiefs end up doing, um, you know, ahead of this Cowboys game. But, you know, you mentioned how the Raiders um, were were better, you know, defending the pass, not so great against the run. I think what you saw tonight is is a little bit of a beyond-the-box score type of thing because, yes, I I know what you mean, and and you look at the, the, the gaudy passing numbers, but a lot of the Chiefs in their their chunk plays were coming from screens and short crossing patterns and really, I think, playing in that short range and getting the Raiders to run laterally a little bit and not really be able to catch up to the Chiefs. And Man, it just was a vintage play-calling game from Andy Reid. I thought it felt like a little bit Alex Smith-like in the sense of the checkdowns and screens and the RPOs and and whatnot, and, and it just didn't seem like the Raiders ever had an answer. How much, how much comfort should we take, Pete? Because, you know, I've been hammering about Andy Reid's, you know, record against the division. It's always met with skepticism, like, well, that doesn't matter what he's done historically. I'm like, eh, I'm not so sure because he has made an emphasis to be great in the AFC West. A tune of 32-6 and six since 2015. Hell, the Broncos haven't even beat the Chiefs since Peyton Manning was the quarterback. 18, eight of the last 10 against the Raiders. He owns this division. When you look at seven games left, four of them against this division. Is there something about this division, Pete? I mean, is that a tangible thing that people should be talking about, his record against AFC West? Because he certainly shines in these kind of games. Well, I think you just know your division opponents better. Um, I wish I had more experience here and had been on multiple beats, but Andy Reid's the only head coach that I've ever covered. And one thing I do know is that they build division days into their off-season programming. Um, and, and they do so that in training camp as well. And so, you know, there's a constant emphasis on making sure that they're matching the division. And I, I think you've seen with the way these AFC West teams have kind of built themselves in the sense where, you, you know, you have um, teams that are, that are really trying to put an emphasis on making sure that they have edge defenders to put pressure on Patrick Mahomes as well as speed wide receivers to kind of counteract the Chiefs. I mean, I think you see that in Denver with the drafting of a a player like Hamler, that was the idea of drafting a player like Ruggs before, you know, that kind of tapered off for other reasons that have nothing to do with football. But 
Um, it is a division versus division thing, and, and these other teams happen to be in the division with the Chiefs where they have to come up with strategies to counteract them. And I think the Chiefs are constantly focusing on how to beat these division teams with game planning days and just making sure that you know the personnel, and they always seem uber prepared. And what I think also helps the Chiefs is Andy Reid is good against the, uh, after the bye against anyone, and it just seems in recent years that they're always playing a division team after the bye week as well, so I think that helps their record as well. Do you feel that the Chiefs are back, Pete? Uh, I mean, I always ask you this question, but, you know, we've talked about who's the best team, who's the next best team. Obviously, right now it's Tennessee uh, with eight wins, continuing even without Derrick Henry. The Patriots have looked really, really good. They're 6-4 and four right now, just like the Chiefs. But, you know, who is that next best team in the NFL or the AFC? I think right now, after watching tonight, uh, it would, I would have a hard time picking against the Chiefs in, in what would be the playoffs, um, you know, even against the Buffalo. Um, I just think you know, for a lot of time this year, as good as, as Buffalo played and, and you had these losses against L.A. and, and Baltimore, it was so much of the Chiefs doing things to themselves. Uh, Eric Bieniemy put it pretty clear this week that the Kansas City Chiefs were kicking the Kansas City Chiefs' ass, and that's pretty funny. I think there was really some some hard truth to that in the sense that uh, they needed to get out of this rut. They had to stop committing penalties. They had to stop committing turnovers. And I think the key to this whole thing, and I, I tweeted this out, is I, I think we all always knew the offense would eventually come around. We always knew that. I, Patrick Mahomes was not going to play this poorly for the rest of his career. It was a matter of could the defense do this consistently. And that's the one thing we have seen consistently over these past three or four weeks is the defense is playing well. We had to see it against a pretty good quarterback, and I think Derek Carr is that. I don't know if he's a great quarterback, but he's a good quarterback. You're going to get a great quarterback next week. So now the test and the question becomes, can you do this against a really, really good Dallas Cowboys offense? This is going to be a measuring stick game, and it's okay. The defense has played well these past couple weeks. Can you do it against a Super Bowl contender? Because that's going to be huge for their confidence. That's Pete Sweeney, editor-in-chief, arrowheadpride.com. You can hear him at 8 o'clock Tuesday morning and also 3 o'clock Wednesday afternoon with CDOT. Of course, usually we have Arrowhead Pride Radio, if not K-State basketball, uh, withstanding. Pete, uh, always enjoy it. Thanks a lot, my friend. All right, Jay. Smile later. Okay. That's enough of you, Pete. He did it again, Kramer. So now we'll check in with our uh, Mitch Holtis, our touchdown Kansas City, as we go through the great calls of Mitch Holtis uh, throughout the evening. Kansas City. They zone block it to the right. Cut back left front. It goes to Edwards Alaire. 15, 10, 5. Touchdown! Kansas City. CEH with TD1. A highlight filled summary of the game with the voice of Chiefs Kingdom, Mitch Holtis. Touchdown! Kansas City. That's right. Touchdown, Kansas City with Mitch Holtis. Brought to you by Tullamordu. When it's game time, it's totally time. Well, the Raiders. Had three straight games where they were giving up an opening touchdown to the opponent. Well, it wasn't the case with the Kansas City Chiefs, but they were the first to score. 2.57 to go in the first quarter. Mahomes fakes a handoff to Williams. Now throws it left corner. Right. Caught! Left side! Touchdown! Kansas City! Tyreek Hill! Bling, bling, touchdown machine. An eight-yard reception. Burning the Raiders on a corner route. It's an 89-yard touchdown drive. Tyreek Hill is now third all-time with the Kansas City Chiefs in touchdown receptions. That was the only score of the first quarter. That at 251 
of the first quarter. 11 plays, 89-yard drive for the Kansas City Chiefs, taking 545 off the clock. That puts Chiefs up 7 to nothing. But then it was the Mike Hughes fumble that led to this for the Las Vegas Raiders. Parr takes the snap, fakes the handoff, looking to the right, slings it for the end zone. It is going to be caught. Touchdown, Raiders. Burning Chavarius Ward, it was Hunter Renfro. And the Raiders use a fumbled punt at midfield and a defensive pass interference penalty for an attempt to tie the game. A six-yard touchdown from Carr to Renfro. So it's Hunter Renfro, five plays, 50-yard drive, 233 off the clock, 1257 in the second quarter. Hunter Renfro, by the way, he compared Chiefs to Alabama. He was at Clemson with Bama. He said, hey, the Chiefs are kind of like Alabama. Regardless, that made the score 7-7. A Harrison Butker 40-yard field goal made the score 10-7 Kansas City Chiefs before guess who would get into the end zone again? Williams. They fake to him. They loft the pass. Touchdown, Kansas City. The cheetah tastes the sweet nectar in the back of the end zone for the second time in this game. A t- Perfect fake by Patrick Mahomes, and Tyreek Hill was wide open. He could have ran down Las Vegas Boulevard. Tyreek Hill, a one-yard pass from Patrick Mahomes. Made the score 17-7. Evidently, uh, Patrick Mahomes was uh, wanting this play run. He was talking to the sideline about running that play, but that put the Chiefs up 17-7. Would be a Harrison Butker missed field goal of 46 yards to kind of round out the first half. So it's 17-7 at halftime. And in the third quarter, the Raiders marched the ball all the way down the field. Four-man rush for the Chiefs. Carr with time, goes down the middle, passes caught by Edwards. Touchdown on a deep post pattern. Brian Edwards on a 37-yard touchdown, and the Raiders strike in less than three minutes on a deep post. So things working well for the Raiders there in the third quarter. Brian Edwards, 37-yard reception. From Derek Carr, five plays, 75 yards, only took 252 off the clock, moving the football right down the field. That made the score 17 to 14. But then it's our uh, well, it's our Tully touchdown of the game. Brought to you by Tullamore Dew, Irish whiskey. Why? Because it's a fun touchdown. Snap back. They fake it. And a pass caught by Noah Gray in the back of the end zone. Touchdown, Kansas City. Noah Gray, keep that football as you spike it. It is your first National Football League touchdown. And the Chiefs cash in on fourth down and goal to go at the one. Had to give it to Noah Gray. First career touchdown. It was on fourth down. And what a tremendous catch by Noah Gray. That is our totally touchdown of the game. Brought to you by Tullamore Dew, Irish Whiskey. Of course, Noah Gray earned that one. But then, maybe the play of the game for the Kansas City Chiefs, because at this point, the score is 24-14. Deshaun Jackson had caught the football. Raiders were going to be in the red zone. Could they make the score 24-21? to Not so fast. Chiefs leading 24-14. to Again, Carr, this time stepping up into the pocket. He wants to throw long, and the near side, and it's caught at the 20. It's caught right now. The ball's out. The ball's pumped out. Picked up by Kansas City. Deshaun Jackson had the catch. Now the Chiefs pick it up by Tyron Matthew. Deshaun Jackson, in his 14-year, three-time Pro Bowl career, one of the best deep receivers in the league. But that time had a catch inside the Chiefs' 20, and the Chiefs poke it out. And it looked like Rashad Fenton pokes it out for the Chiefs. It is picked up 
by Tyron Matthew. Huge momentum play there for the Kansas City Chiefs, not to let the Raiders creep back into this game. It would culminate in a Harrison Butker field goal, making the score 27 to 14. Derek Carr would throw a pick. But then on fourth down, guess who threw it? Tommy Townsend to punt, and now the Chiefs are going to fake it and pick up a first down on the left side to camp. Sneaky Dave Tobe, a fake punt for the Chiefs on fourth down and seven at their own 47-yard line. Marcus Camp with the fake punt and reception as the Chiefs pull it off. Tommy Townsend with the pass to Marcus Camp on the left sideline. Oh, it's the Chiefs and Raiders. Why not throw a Tommy Townsend pass? for a first down of 17 yards. <laughs> Chiefs three for three on fourth down. Had that in there because of Tommy Townsend. That's just great coaching by the Kansas City Chiefs. Dave Tope, they saw something in film for the Raiders, but Kansas City would be on the board again. The fourth touchdown pass to Patrick Mahomes, two. In third down, snap to the right hip of Mahomes, moving to his left, holding it, now steps up and is going to pump fake it. Now throws across his body left for the end zone, and the pass is going to be in the end zone, touchdown, Kansas City. Darrell Williams doing his best. Kelsey and Tyreek Hill impersonation wrestles the ball from Jonathan Abram. What a play by D. Will Darrell Williams just yanking the ball from the Raider defender for a touchdown. And how about Darrell Williams? 38-yard touchdown pass from Mahomes. Mahomes' fourth touchdown of the night at this point. Seven plays, 56 yards. Took a minute 59 at the clock, but they were able to capitalize on Tommy Townsend fake punt. Big for the Kansas City Chiefs. That put him up 34 to 14 as there's 13-11 left in the fourth quarter. Now, Mahomes' fifth touchdown pass. Second down seven. Are you saying it's an anniversary? (laughs) (laughs) And a birthday. They fake a toss. Now Mahomes looking for the end zone pass caught. Touchdown! Kansas City! On an out pattern in the end zone to Byron Pringle. Byron Pringle, the former Kansas State Wildcast, 22-yard pass from Patrick Mahomes. Harrison Butker would kick the extra point. Seven plays, 80 yards, 409 off the clock. That put the score at the final, 41-14 Kansas City Chiefs over the Raiders. Touchdown Kansas City brought to you by Tullamore Dew. When it's game time, it's totally time. But that was a lot of fun. You're the enthusiasm from Mitch Holtis. Love hearing those calls. I had to play Tommy Townsend, though, Kramer. That looked like a real throw, didn't it? That didn't look like a punter throwing the football. That was something you've seen in practice. But anytime a punter throws the football, uh, that's okay with me. But we'll head back inside. We'll take your phone calls as well. 913-576-7610. The Silverstein Ice Center Hotline. Plus Jay Southland Toe Service Text Line 913 913- Five seven six seven six ten. But let's head uh, back inside that locker room. Brought to you by Santa Fe Auto Sound, Kansas City's home for car audio since nineteen sixty seven. Here's the quarterback, Patrick Mahomes. How comfortable did you feel tonight with that offensive line? You had five touchdowns. You weren't touched, uh, you weren't sacked at all. And then on top of that. Yeah, no, it was, um, I mean, they've been doing a good job these last few weeks. Um, They've been doing a great job. And this is a great defensive line with the great pass rushers. I've had a great season, and and they stepped up to the challenge. I mean, Wiley came came in and battled the entire game against Crosby. Uh, I thought Orlando did a great job um, uh, against Yannick. Uh, I mean, they're two great players. And then the the interior guys just did a great job in the run game, screen game, everything. 
Um, and so I think as the season's gone on, you've seen how you kind of come together as a unit offensively, and then they get an understanding of how I do my drops because I'm obviously different than a lot of guys in this league. And, and, also, and then also when you look at it, um, you know, you, you were trying to take what the defense gave you. You didn't have any rush attempts at all. I mean, was that something conscious things up that you decided not to run tonight because there were some lanes open for you? Yeah, I think it, uh, there was nothing. I didn't necessarily, I didn't know that. So I, I wasn't necessarily trying to not run, run or anything like that. I was going to run the one uh, through to Daryl. Um, but uh, I think it was just the guys were getting open. I mean, guys were beating double teams. Uh, guys were getting open in their zone coverages. Um, and I was getting the ball to them. And then you saw Daryl and these backs were making plays happen out in space. And so um, whenever they're, they're catching the ball like that out of the backfield and adding another option, it's definitely another uh, kind of uh, utility thing that I can use in this offense. Patrick, um, on the play you were just talking about, did you, how close did you feel like you were to the line of scrimmage? It looked Look pretty close. Oh, I knew I knew I was close. I, I, that's the first thing I said when I got to the sidelines. I was I behind the line of scrimmage, um, because I, I kind of I, I hit to the middle and like I, I was I was I was pretty committed on. I was about to try to run. And then I kind of what took my eyes there. I think it was I can't remember if it was Trav or one of the receivers Pringle maybe that I think it was Trav that was running across the field and I was going to shoot shoot it to him. And then out of my peripheral I saw Daryl and I actually underthrew it a little bit. Um, but uh, I mean, he tells me he can catch. Daryl does, but I, I, I guess I guess I, I see that he can. So uh, he made a big, big time play over a, a good player. And just one other thing with that too. Was there a moment tonight? I mean, it, it had been not coming easy the last few weeks. Was there a moment tonight where you just felt like, I know we've got the rhythm that, that we've been looking for? Was, it, was, was there a single moment that made you feel like that, or you just felt like it was kind of? I think it was. I think it was in pregame. I mean, you could just feel the energy uh, from the guys. I mean, everybody was ready to go this game. Um, we obviously haven't offensively played the way we wanted to, but we've been finding ways to get wins. And so I think guys have been just steady with the process of getting better and better. Um, and um, I thought pregame, you could feel that energy. And I think guys wanted to be on Sunday night football playing in a stadium like this against a team like that. Jared. Hey, hey Patrick, would it be safe to say that you've got your groove back? I mean, do you feel like a, a relief after the, the past few weeks? Yeah, for sure. Uh, the, uh, Shane Bouchelle came up to me and showed me this video with this kid, and he was saying, I got my swagger back. And so uh, that, that was something that was kind of my like, motto this week. And I think uh, the whole team kind of got that swag back. And uh, we got, we're going to try to keep that thing rolling. Uh, Patrick, uh, three tough weeks for you in the offense. What, what told you that that's not really who you were, that you guys were going to come out on the other side of this sooner or later? Yeah, I mean, I think it just comes with uh, we've done it before. I mean, we've done it these last few seasons. We were doing it at the beginning of this season. We were moving the ball and, and making a lot of stuff happen. We were just turning the ball over. Um, and then we went, kind of went through a, a little little spell where we weren't weren't making these drives and continuing these drives, but we were still finding ways to win. Um, and so uh, I knew it was gonna, we were going to click back into it. I've been saying it for weeks. I was like, we're going to find it. I mean, it, we have the guys. We have too many guys that work hard. We have too many great coaches that put in the time um, that we're going we're gonna to find a way to get stuff going. And if the defense is playing like that, I mean, uh, don't let that get overlooked of how they're playing. I mean, it, that's going to make us a great football team. Sam, uh, a couple ones, but one real quick. When did Shane show you that video and where did he show it to you? He showed it to me like in the, in the QB room. We were watching film like Monday or Tuesday. So he, he, was, he was saying, because I was saying I need to get, I was like, I need to get my, my swag back when he showed me that video. And I, I, that was like the mojo, the, the video of the week. Okay. What do you think that got you going? Because it was, it was kind of the thing where the, I think the question was, they were trying to say what was wrong with the team. Um, and uh, they went, had a big win. And he said that, said that it, uh, I think I got my swagger back. And I was like, man, that's what we're going to do on Sunday. So uh, we, we got the win. Now how can, how can we keep that swag going? Um, there's always this question about who's calling the plays. Is it Andy? Is it EB? But for you, how much did the play calling help you get into a rhythm to where guys could 
you know, get open more than in the past few games. Yeah, they were dialing it up. I mean, I thought they did a great job um, of marrying the run in the past game. Um, we had we had plays that we ran early in the game, kind of like the touchdown to Pringle that set up plays uh, later. Um, so I mean, it was it was a thing of they were marrying up the run in the past game really well. They were they were calling plays to get guys open um, versus every, both coverages, really the two three coverages that the the, the team with the the almost said Chargers, the Oakland was was doing. Um, and so uh, whenever they're calling plays like that, it makes it my job a lot easier. Sam, hey Patrick, uh, you guys have been pretty open about when when you've been struggling and all that. And, trying to get back right i'm just wondering like in your mind is it are you trying to get back to what you were the last three years or is it chasing something new and different and specific no it's all it's always something new i mean obviously we're a different football team i mean uh we have a lot of the same pieces but we have new guys and i think with the offensive line uh how they're playing right now um and to add on with the guys that are stepping up and making plays week in and week out um we're, going to, we're trying to be our own version of the kansas city chiefs Obviously, we, we know that it's what it takes because we've been in the Super Bowl games and stuff like that. Um, but I think we kind of went back these last few weeks and kind of went back to the, let's just take it day by day. Let's not worry about the Super Bowl right now. Let's figure out how we can make ourselves better as a team each and every day. And I think that's what you've seen these last three weeks of, of finding ways to get wins. Last one, um, Tyreek said that you actually called the play that led to his second touchdown. Can you take us through that conversation? And then could you potentially tell us what you saw without giving anything away? Yeah, we, we called a play, I think it was, Three, two or three plays before that, where we had a run play called, and uh, it, was, it was the same thing, marrying the plays. It was the same where we had that action, and I kind of carried out that fake, and I saw the corner and the safety kind of bite down on me, trying to trying to stop the run, obviously. And so um, when I went back to the sideline, I, I kind of I told Coach Reed, like, hey, if it, we, he already had a play call. I was like, the next one, let's call this play again. They're going to bite on it. Um, and so I kind of rode it, and I, I, rolled, I acted like I was read option in it and kind of went to the right. And the corner just uh, kind of bit down enough, and the linebacker bit, so I know I just got to get over the top of Tyreek. That's right. There's a quarterback, Patrick Mahomes, maybe offensive coordinator, Patrick Mahomes, coming up with the right play at the right time. And this is what you're going to see from him. I mean, he's 26 years old. Wait till he's like 30 years old or whatever. More and more, the offense is going to be turned over to him. Or it's going to become two minutes either at the end of the game or into the half. He just go out and do what he wants to do. I mean, they'll have that kind of trust. We've seen other quarterbacks get that you know, kind of autonomy. Tom Brady has gotten that. Peyton Manning's got that. And eventually he's going to see everything and he'll be a great offensive coordinator, even as a head coach. I thought that it was interesting. And also how about Shane Bouchelle showing him a video to get his swag back? Shane Bouchelle came up to me and showed me this video with this kid and he was saying, I got my swagger back. And so uh, that, that was something that was kind of my like motto this week. And I think uh, the whole team kind of got that swag back, and uh, we got, we're going to try to keep that thing rolling. Hey, if that works from a video by Shane Bouchelle, who the Chiefs keep protecting each and every week because other teams probably like to swoon in and get Shane Bouchelle, then the more the merrier. Just keep showing him videos because I felt he got that swag back. I felt he somewhat got it back at the end of that Packers game when he iced the game away, throwing that uh, – that, uh, on third and 10, throwing that 13-yarder Tyreek Hill getting the first down. I mean, tonight you saw the left-handed pass. He did that once again to no avail. Didn't get a first down, but he still threw it with his left hand. Those are little things you like to see Patrick Mahomes doing in this game. But the rest of the AFC West, nobody got a win. Obviously, the Raiders didn't because they were beat by the Chiefs 41-14. The Broncos lost. Not sure what happened when the Broncos went down and beat the Dallas Cowboys last week. That was weird. Um, I get that. I didn't see that one coming from a mile away. And then, of course, you had the Vikings beating the Chargers, which 
I'm telling you right now, Chargers are not what people will have you believe the Chargers are at this point. They have some issues. There's no question about that. So that was Patrick Mahomes uh, from the locker room. Let's head back inside that locker room, brought to you by Santa Fe Auto Sound, Kansas City's home for car audio since 1967. Here's a man that's third all-time with the Kansas City Chiefs in touchdown receptions. He cut two touchdowns from Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill. This job, you know, putting a lot of trust in me, you know, down the field, you know. Um, the second touchdown, he actually called that from the sideline. He was actually telling Coach that, Coach, like, it's there. And Coach called it, you know, and it was wide open. So, I mean, the guy's great. He's un- he's unbelievable, you know. Shout out to the guys up front, too, you know, protecting them all night. So, I was able to do my thing down the field. What, what are you seeing from Patrick, or have you seen in these recent weeks as the production and the numbers haven't been what we've been accustomed to as far as his psyche and keeping, you know? Oh, okay. Um, well, um, Pat, I mean, as great as he is, you know, he I, I feel like he has learned, you know, how to, you know, take what's given to him, you know, like whether it's check downs, you know, because teams are like beginning to, to like take the deep shots away from us, you know, so he's been doing a great job, you know, studying film, you know, spending time with Eric, um, Coach E.B., you know, Andy Reid and um, his quarterback coach, you know, and just, you know, learning how to, you know, improve his game even more. So, like, like I said, man, I, because, I you know, um, he's position, a- you know, w- with a better quarterback. So we're all very fortunate. You weren't worried about him. No, no, never, 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 because, you know, um, he's a guy that never, like, he's a guy that never gets comfortable. You know, he always trying to get better. He, like, he's always trying to find ways to, like, you know, improve, you know, himself, the team, you know, because, believe this or not, without him, like, we don't go nowhere, you know, so he knows that. Did you see a difference in his demeanor at all this past month, though? No. The guy's still the same guy, you know. cocky, which is good, you know, um, just still believing in, in, like, in himself, so still the same guy. Also, you mentioned just taking what's there. How much easier is that said than done? You're a guy that obviously came into this league knowing there's a guy that could... It's hard, man, especially for me, man, because I'm used to going 80 every play, you know, so, man, I just, you know, Coach Reed, he got to just keep me calm on the sideline, you know, because I'm a head case, man. I'm used to going, like I said, used to going down the field and now guys got me running 12-yard ends, and I, that's not something I'm used to. So we're all, like, we're all adjusting our games, you know? So that's why we, that's why we in the NFL, you know? Okay, uh, kind of along those lines, uh, what I assume you think this is the best game you guys played this season. As you guys chase, you know, sort of the best version of yourself. Right. What, how, how is that going to look different than the best version of yourself in the last couple of years? How is this team going to be? I don't. I mean, I feel like there there's always ways to improve, you know. Um, whether I mean, I, I can't speak for nobody else on this team, but I can speak for the, you know, receiver room because I am the veteran of, of that group, you know. But I feel like, as for us as a wide out room, we can improve our blocking, we can improve our route depth, you know, and stuff like that, you know, just so we can be on time with Pat, you know, um, to give him a clearer picture, you know, instead of just, you know, if we got a 12 yard route being at seven. You know, and stuff like that. So, I mean, there's always ways to improve. Even though we put up 41, you know, we probably could have put up 60. So, who knows? Nate, Tariq, um, it's been a few weeks where Travis has kind of 
dipped in production. Obviously, it looks like he's kind of playing through some injuries. Just how nice was it to see him sort of get back on track? And what has he sort of shown you uh, at this stage of his career to still be able to be a, a reliable source for Patrick? And he's still, I mean, he's like arguably probably like one of the best tight ends of all time, you know. So, I mean, his mindset is always, you know, trying to keep his swagger, you know, like he kept saying that on the sideline, you know. So, for him, man, it's, it's, it's tough, you know, because guys are in there banging him around, like doubling him, like each and every play, you know. So, I mean, like I said, as great as he is, like his mindset is to always dominate and be the aggressor, you know, and, and tonight you saw that, you know, guys were trying to double him and do his thing. Like he was still able to, to break free, you know, and get open for Pat. For, for you, how much do you need Travis's voice at this point? Like you said, if he's the one talking about swagger on the sideline, how much of that is, is needed for this particular group? It means a lot, man, especially like coming from a, a guy like him, you know, because like he, like he easily can say, you know what? I'm just going to show up and just play, you know, but instead, like, he's that vocal leader that you need, you know, just to hear, like, even for me, like, I'm, I'm six years in, and, like, and it feels good for me, you know, just to hear that confidence booster from Trav, you know, so, I mean, he's definitely a guy, you know, that we need, you know, to bring that energy. Last one, Jacob. Uh, yeah, with, with the impact that he had in the passing game tonight, does, does Daryl Williams get a key to the receiver role now? <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> well, how, how impressed were you with what he did in the passing game, especially that that big long touchdown? Who's Zeus? Daryl. Oh, Daryl. Yeah. Oh, that was crazy, man. Like, hey, to, to be honest, like I did not see Daryl down the field at all. You know, so I was kind of so like when Pat was scrambling doing his thing, I'm like, dang, is he past the line? Then I seen him throwing it. I turned around and I seen Daryl, and I'm like, I know he is not gonna just throw this to Daryl. And this big booty tail jumped up there and caught it. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's wild, you know? So they made a play, man. You know, like Greg Lewis, ex-receiver coach, he got them boys going up top, you know? So a little fun fact for y'all. Yeah, there's Tyree Kill right there, and I love what he said. You know, he's used to going 80 yards on plays. He's had to kind of restructure his game, catch the intermediate passes. A lot of people will say that uh, Tyree Kill, Travis Kelsey, need to be targeted more, need the ball. Targets more. Tyree Kill came into this game two at number two in the NFL in targets. Travis Kelsey was eighth. Guess who's the leading receiver by receptions in the National Football League as we sit right now is? It's Tyree Kill. 75 receptions. No player in the National Football League has more catches this season than Tyree Kill. Cooper Cup just won behind him. Rams play the 49ers tomorrow night, so I'm sure Cooper Cup will take that back over. Travis Kelsey, by the way, fifth in the National Football League. Tyree Kill, Cooper Cup, Keenan Allen, Devontae Adams, Travis, Kelsey. Kelsey also leads all tight ends in receiving yards. So with the mindset is, well, are they still using Travis as much as they used to? Well, the answer is, yeah, he's not going to put up the gutty numbers like he has the last couple of years every time, but he's fifth in the NFL in receptions. Tyree Kill is number one at this point. Oh, guess what? Guess who the leading passer in the NFL is? By touchdowns and yardage. Care to take a guess, anybody? Um, it's the quarterback they said was broken. He leads the Patrick Mahomes leads the NFL in yardage and is tied with the touchdown league in all of the NFL. That quickly is Patrick Mahomes, who moves to 11-0 now in division games on the road. Simply unbelievable some of the numbers that he's putting up. Again, Patrick Mahomes, when you think about that 11-0 in the division, which is absolutely insane to this point, but also um, 
of Patrick Mahomes, according to NFL research, three games now with 400 passing yards plus five touchdown passes. Since Mahomes was drafted in 2017, the rest of the NFL quarterbacks has combined for four games. One by Brady, one by Rodgers, one by Deshaun Watson, one by, believe it or not, Jared Goff. Patrick Mahomes, um, 400 yards, five touchdowns. Here's the uh, list of quarterbacks in NFL history. Mahomes with three, Joe Montana three, Peyton Manning three, Dan Marino three. He's also got the most uh, 300-yard passing games that came in the NFL. Yeah, strange that I didn't hear from the caller last week who said Mahomes is overrated. Strange how you don't call back in after a 400-yard performance in five touchdowns. No, you wait for something bad to happen because you like to complain. Then you call in. It's oftentimes how things are, and there's a lot of people going to have to be searching for new takes on ESPN and NFL Network that all of a sudden the Chiefs are done. They're broken. Well, they're in first place at this point, believe it or not. So that's the reality of the situation. Huge win for the Kansas City Chiefs tonight. Let's go back inside that locker room, though, brought to you by Santa Fe Auto Sound, Kansas City's home for car audio since 1967. Here's the honey badger, Tyron Matthew. Okay, so <laughs> he sort of explained that you guys are you guys have gotten a lot better at pre-snap communication and understanding what an office is trying to do on motion, obviously formation shifts. Just how much do you see that coming quicker uh, now, maybe versus earlier? Yeah, I mean it's coming. Excuse my voice. Um, I mean I feel like it's coming along. I think every year, you know, defensively, um, you deal with which teams are going to present to you next. You know what I mean? So uh, it took us a couple, obviously more than a couple weeks to kind of start to communicate and see what teams are really trying to do against us. But um, we got some good coaches. And uh, so and then the guys we got on our team, you know, they're all in. So uh, we knew it was going to get there. And um, we still feel like we could be much better. Does that speak to, to you guys sort of neutralizing Darren Waller for much of this game, that it wasn't just one particular guy in the secondary, that it was a collection of everybody? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think, you know, obviously, I think during the course of the game, obviously, he wasn't necessarily featured uh, as much as he's been featured in the past. Um, I thought Spags had a couple, um, you know, wrinkles for him. Uh, I think Melvin, you know, uh, you know, bumping him sometimes with line of scrimmage. Um, obviously, me covering him, um, Snead, in some situations, um, just trying to mix up the looks that he see, you know. Um, and I think it's, it's going to appear a lot for us, you know, going forward. It seemed like you were on, it seemed like you were on there quite a bit. Um, how did that challenge come about, and what did you see from um, just, just yourself personally taking that challenge? I mean, you know, every game from here on out is a must-win game for us. Um, I mean, that, that's really how we're looking at it. Um, you know, every game is important. Every series is important. And, you um, know, those critical down to businesses, you, you want good on good. You know, you want whoever you think your guy is and whoever you think their guy is, you know, let's play. So um, I thought Spags had a good game plan. And um, for me, I just try to, you know, flow with it. Are you seeing similarities between what's going on recently on defense and where you guys turned it around in 
I mean, yeah, I'm not necessarily looking back. Um, you know, and, 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 and you know, going to the last two Super Bowls, they don't crown champions in October, you know, November. Um, so, you know, like I mentioned, uh, you know, uh, we know it's going to take some time. You know, uh, in the last couple of years, it's taken us, you know, quite some time to kind of start clicking. But uh, we believe in it, and I think that day, that's all that really matters. With the help of the defense, now that you're seeing all the players, including with the inclusion of Bill Blake, is this what you thought that this defense would be? Of the season. Most definitely. I think we're going to continue to get better. Um, you know, just like the last couple of seasons, I see us being one of the better defenses, you know, when it matters the most late in the season. Along those same lines, what kind of a, what kind of a message does a performance like tonight send to the rest of the league and, and even some of the doubters that were out there coming into this weekend? I mean, listen, man, I think, you know, I think it's always going to be people kind of nitpicking and, you know, everybody has expectations for the Kansas City Chiefs, um, you know, being, being that we went to the last couple Super Bowls. Um, but, I mean, this game is hard. You know, it's ebbs and flows, it's ups and downs. And, um, but I, I wouldn't want to be in this with, with nobody else. Um, you know, I think Spags is, is, is one of those guys I would want in my foxhole. And, you know, I could go on and on. Um, so those are the things that we believe in. And um, so that's what we're going to continue to believe in. Last, last three, we'll start. Yeah. The Sean fumble was just kind of a, the Sean fumble was kind of a, a wild play from your bandit. Yeah, what did yeah. you see? I mean, I think the football guys was on my side. I think I was supposed to have that interception. So <laughs> I think I think he was just looking out for me, man. But um, you know, that, that, that's another thing, man. You know, you got when you got guys playing fast, um, you know, we can make up for others' mistakes. And I think we, we I think we're trending towards that. You know, even when we do mess up, um, it's somebody back there that can kind of make it right, or somebody up front that could disrupt it. So. Um, but yeah, I thought you know, I, 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 football guys, man. Okay. <laughs> So there you go. There's the honey badger, Tyron Matthew. And maybe this defense, you know, I think people look at it differently. Even Dan Sorensen got an interception tonight. Even rested some of their starters. Armani Watts led the Chiefs with seven tackles. Regardless, teams three for 21 on third down. That's the big one. That's the big one as far as the Chiefs are concerned. Because, (laughs) let's face it, those are the numbers right there. The, it's the defense off the field, gets Patrick Mahomes back out there. The Chiefs, 29 first downs. The Raiders, 15. Total plays, Chiefs ran 76. Raiders win 51. Chiefs had 10 drives, 516 yards, though, as opposed to 299 out of 10 drives to the Raiders. Again, the Raiders, a top 10 defense. Fifth in the NFL against the pass. The rest of the AFC West uh, lost today. The Chiefs move into the fourth seed. In the NFL playoffs, of course, the Dolphins beat the Ravens 22-10. to That helped a lot out on Thursday night. The Cowboys beat the Falcons 43-3. to That's the Chiefs' next opponent, the Dallas Cowboys. Titans win by two over the Saints. The Colts win by five, or excuse me, six over the uh, Jags. The Patriots, really, it, is it time to start paying more attention to the Patriots? Maybe so. Six and four now after beating the Browns. 45 to 7, the Bills 45 to 17 over the Jets. The Lions and Steelers, they played what was called football. Um, Lions had a chance to win with the 40 yard field goal, didn't win. Overtime expired. That is a tie. Washington 29. Tom Brady, the Invincible Buccaneers 19. The Panthers 34 to 10 over the Cardinals. The Vikings 27 to 20 over uh, the Messiah, Justin Herbert, and the Chargers. A team that uh, Brian Greasy set up on that football, but the division goes through at that point. 
The Eagles 30, the Broncos 13. The Packers won 17 to nothing. Um, Chiefs, of course, win 41 to 14, back in first place. And you'll hear a lot about that tomorrow on 610 Sports Radio, starting with Fesco in the morning at 558. Fesco and Josh Klingler all the way through the day. Nate Taylor and I back for the Nate Taylor Show tomorrow night at 7, followed by the Red Reaction. By the way, Mitch Holtus, Chief's Kingdom, is at 6 o'clock. Thanks to Pete Sweeney, Editor-in-Chief, ArrowheadPride.com for joining us. Thanks to Josh Klingler, Chief Sideline Reporter, joining us from Las Vegas. Kramer, thanks to you as always for producing the operation. Good night, everybody.